Welcome to Artists of New England. This is a podcast created to inspire you on your journey of artistic expression. Whether you are a career artist, a teacher, an emerging artist, or hobbyist, you can learn and gain support from your peers. We will explore the symbiotic relationship between these groups, lending insight and empathy towards each other. We will discover the where, when, why, and how of the creative process of artists living and working in New England, with occasional bonus interviews with gallery owners, collectors of fine art, and art historians. Perhaps today's show will bring you the aha moment you've been waiting for. Good morning and welcome to Artists of New England with your host, Laura Cassinari-King. Today, I'm finally back (laughs) from a few week vacation and other things, but I'm here today with Mike McLean. Did I say that right? You said it right. McLean from Chelmsford. Chelmsford, yeah. Chelmsford, Mass. Love Mass. Some people say McLean when they pronounce it, but it's it's McLean. That's how I pronounce it. M-A-C, not M-C. Right, right. Not to get technical on (laughs) you. So tell me a little bit about your background, where you grew up. Started All right, there. well, uh, I was born in Cambridge, Massachusetts, mm-hmm. and uh, grew up in Waltham, Massachusetts. Yeah. yeah, I was raised there and uh, spent most of my life there. Did yeah, you? Before moving up to Chelmsford. Oh, nice. Uh, yeah. Nice. Yeah. It's a great area. Um, so tell me about your um, childhood explorations with art. What got you started? What's your earliest recollection? Um, well, it's funny because I, I did hear on another podcast yeah. that you did. Um, someone mentioned Captain Bob, <laughs> and I a said they team. stole. I, I, they stole my. That's my background. I was going to say that, and uh, it's it's so true. It's I remember growing. up, I was probably I don't know. I had to be four, five years old, yeah, oldest, and I'd wake up early Saturday morning and uh, go down and uh, and watch the TV before any, you know my parents got up and watch the Captain Bob episodes and yeah, it was. Uh, Part of my life back then, yeah. you know, the nature of it was called uh, the nat- nature world of Captain Bob, right? And he would do drawings of uh, animals and that sort of thing. Yeah. And the biggest thing with that was at the end he would have uh, kids send in their drawings of the animals that he did. Yeah. I I just remember being like engrossed in the fact that oh my <laughs> these little kids and their drawings and, and I wanted to send my own drawings in and yeah. I never did. Yeah. But I always remember. Just sitting there thinking, oh, if I could have my drawings up on Captain Bob's oh. little wall. And I remember he, he hung them from a rope, and it was like this old, like it, it looked like a ship. Yeah. You know, like the, the bottom of a ship. And it was just really cool. Oh, so. cool. But um, that was probably my earliest experience. Was it know. like a draw along with Captain Bob? It was more of just watch him draw. Just watch. And you could draw along. I forget whether I was drawing along with him right. or if I was just watching him. I forget. But yeah, that was my first, uh, yeah. my first foray in the art world. And then... And then kindergarten, I uh, I received an art award, my first art. Whoa! Award. Yeah, that <laughs> right was like I'm talking blue ribbon, like right <laughs> off the bat. So that was, I mean, honestly, looking back, I think that was probably the moment where I was told, "Oh, Mike's an artist. Wow. You're an artist. This yeah. is your thing." And yeah. I think there's something to be said about what you teach your kids, and when you tell them at such a young age, like you know, you oh. My son, who's really smart, I'm like, oh, you're an engineer. You're going to be an engineer. Yeah. But you get the mind. You're a scientist. Yeah. And I think it's just like embedding those thoughts in someone's head at a young age. Mm-hmm. Really, it says something. Mm-hmm. You know, it does something to the kid. Yeah. And I think although I didn't pursue art per se, right. you know, as much as I should have or could have, yeah. it's always been in my head that I'm an artist. That's right. who I am. And I think it, it really goes back to those early days. And so they used to have an art fair 
at the, at the school I went to. Okay. Every year there would be an art fair, and it would be a big event. It was a nighttime event, and they'd hang all the art, just like a gallery. They'd yeah. hang all the artwork, and you'd walk in. You wouldn't know who the winner was until you walked in. Yeah. And they had ribbons. You know, this was before everyone's a winner. Wow. And they had the blue. Yeah. yeah it, was, it, was, it was, you know, blue, red, and yellow. That was it. Yeah. So three, there was three winners, and I had a blue ribbon. I did a, um, it was a birdhouse. Wow. It was a birdhouse. I think my mother wow. still has it somewhere. But, um, yeah, and it's just, it's one of those moments that sticks in your head. So every year yeah. I look forward to that that art show. Right. And uh, after we'd go, there was a carnival across the street. So it was just a memorable event, yeah. you know. Yeah. And uh, so it started then, and then I was always drawing. And, and uh, by fifth grade, that art show kind of changed for me. By yeah. then I was I was drawing ninjas yeah. with throwing stars and, sure, you know, sure. bloody scenes. <laughs> and yep. my mindset completely changed. So even though my drawings were kind of technically getting better, right. and it, I thought they were great. Yeah. They were starting to get a little controversial, you know. Like, and I remember, I think, I swear, I think that particular drawing I did didn't get into the art show because uh -huh. they were like, "Oh, we can't." And it was yeah. it was a private school. It was a um, Catholic school. Yeah. So, oh, we can't show that. Oh, got, you know, a ninja with a, a yeah. throwing star in his chest or something. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And uh, oh, so I think that was my turning point, fifth grade, and I I kind of decided, you know, I was a kid, I was a young boy, and I was, uh, you know, I had. I wasn't a problem child, but I was a handful, you know, and uh, yeah. I think that was kind of where it ended, you know, as far yeah. as like the showing drawings for school type thing. Right. You know? Right. Um, so what did you do with it in junior high, high school? Did you have any great experiences in any other? Well, I kind of dabbled in it um, in junior high a little bit, but then it was more going into high school. And yeah. I think at that point I was still I was still drawing in, in, in junior high, but I think. When I got into high school, it was that transition point going to high school where they said, you know, what do you want to do? And I think my parents and other people encouraged me. They said, well, you know, you're good at art. Why don't we look at a, a school that has, you know, an art program? Well, that's program. nice. And Some I did, parents wouldn't do that. That's really nice. No, yeah. My family's been very supportive from yeah. that. And uh, they've never been like, oh, you're never going to do art. This yeah. is not going to make you money, this and that. They would just encourage it. And, wow. That's great. You know, they were right about the not making money part. But, you know, um, but <laughs> yeah, definitely to keep it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, um, you know, so they, I did, I continued, I went to Arlington Catholic and uh, I stayed there, I think mostly because I had friends going there and, um, yeah. you know, I kind of was familiar with the area. I went to school in uh, junior high in Arlington too. Okay. So even though I was growing up in Waltham, yeah. uh, I went there. So, but they had a great art program there and um, I was in the program there and it, uh, I think it helped develop. Um, were they academically okay were know, they exposing you to yeah other I mean, we, mediums yeah we were doing, history exactly or? yeah we were uh, we were doing pastels and wow. uh, oil painting yeah and we were doing still lifes and uh nice. we were also uh you know drawing big and charcoal so it was definitely an, an exploratory mm -hmm. environment mm -hmm. and uh the teacher was really nice mrs greco and uh i remember one time and this is funny because i've been thinking about it lately um we went on a field trip to Rockport. Oh. And, you know, motif number one, to see motif number one. Yeah. And here I am, I'm probably, I don't know, sophomore in high school. And I remember, um, I remember going there and thinking, why the hell would anybody want to paint that building? <laughs> and I'm like, this is the, this is ridiculous. And I was bored and I didn't want to do it. And now I want to uh -huh. go to, I want to drive to Rockport every day. Right. I want to paint around Cape Ann. I want to do right. it. And it's just your mentality, you know, at that, at that point in your life, I was immature and mm -hmm. this and that. And, you know, at that point I, I was in my room drawing pictures of, you know, Ozzy Osbourne and Black Sabbath and like, <laughs> yes. you know, that's, that was my world back then. Sure. And, yeah. um, 
even though I didn't want to do academic style painting, it bored me. And I remember being in class too and thinking, yeah. you know, I love to do art, but I, I, I don't want to be, and I, and I remember saying that I, do, I don't want to be standing in a corner drawing flowers from mm -hmm. a vase. I said, mm -hmm. that to me is just the lamest yeah. in the world. I just yeah. don't want to do it. Right. And I, so I always had my mind set on like being an illustrator or being mm -hmm. um, in that type of world. So um, at that time, I was really into comic books. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think at that, that was when I really um, kind of thought that, you know, you can make a living as an illustrator, right. you know, and that that work was beautiful. You know, at that time, this guy, Bernie Wrightson, um, he did a comic called uh, The Cult. It was a, for Batman. And uh, I, I saw that for the first time. I saw those drawings and I was just blown away mm -hmm. by his, his ability to render and just the, his drawing style. And it really got me excited about art and okay. about illustration and, yeah. and, and drawing comics and that sort of thing. So I think that kind of propelled me to the next level right. of, um, you know, my artistic endeavors. And I've been through so many different facets of the art world yeah. that I think that at that time, that's what satisfied me. And just this kept was my, high school? This was high school, okay. yeah. And so it kept we, me going. Yeah, I was, you were I was thinking seriously of this as a career. Yeah, kind of. I was. I wasn't quite sure yet, okay. but I, I knew that I loved it. I knew yeah. I loved drawing and I yeah. wanted to see more of it. Right. I always, I'd love to go to Harvard Square. There's this place, Million Year Picnic, yeah. comic book shop. And I'd love to just, um, I'd ride my skateboard in there and, and I'd look at all the, you know, the different comic books. I don't like to read them. I, I, I'm not a big comic <laughs> book reader. I'm not a comic nerd. Like I couldn't yeah. tell you anything, but I love the pictures. Yeah. Like that was what my thing. I just loved to see the drawings, you know, and, and uh, then the graphic novel came along and that was blew me away. It's like, oh, wow, this is a thick book of just drawings. Right. And, and did you uh, try to emulate them or try to try to make up your own yeah, style? Yeah, I think um, I didn't. I, th I think that I was just drawing for, for the sake of drawing. I was always drawing like, you know, when I was younger, Star Wars guy, stuff like that, and trying mm -hmm. to draw Batman, that sort of thing. But getting out of high school, um, I said, okay, well, now what am I going to do? You know, and um, I really had no direction. Mm -hmm. And... Uh, again people are just like well why don't you do the art thing you know stick with the art um yeah. the art theme and, and see what happens you know so uh i didn't have the grades to get into a mass art believe it or not mm -hmm. or or um i looked at mass art i looked at uh, uh the museum school all different kind of places and uh i just i couldn't get in there or mm -hmm. i didn't it wasn't the right fit and uh, i found framingham state college which mm -hmm. is now framingham university mm -hmm. um and they had a good art program there and it looked great. And I yeah. said, you know, why don't we give this a try? And I started off in night school. I was on the five year oh, plan. I didn't go. do yeah. yeah. And uh, I commuted. Uh -huh. And I think it was that experience that kind of changed everything for me. Right. Um, I learned a little bit about all different types of art. And yeah. uh, again, I'm still not honing in on what I'm doing now, the landscape painting, but I was into printmaking. Wow. I was doing oil paintings back then. I was doing plein air paintings back then. Oh, really? Wow. Um, I worked in the gallery there. I was an assistant at the gallery. So it was really mm -hmm. kind of coming along. Yeah. And uh, I got friendly with the art teachers there. So it was just a real good experience, you know. And mm -hmm. I think that looking back, it didn't really prepare me for the business end of, of things. Yeah. You know? Why is and, that? Uh, That's just I know, still it's lacking, crazy. isn't it? Yeah. And so, I think that, you know, and I'm not sure how the art schools run today, but, you know, a lot of it is academic training, which is terrific. You know, you need that. Right. But you really need a balance yeah. of the business end of things. And so. um, they were just preparing me to just, hey, just draw. And when you get out of school, good luck to you. Right. You know, and uh, so I was always set on at that point, I was set on being, OK, well, what am I going to do? You know, mm -hmm. I'm going to get out of school. I, I can't just be a fine artist. Did and, they not? 
have any programs to try to get you into a, a place here or there? Is I think um, I think well, the working with the gallery helps. I mean, they I used to go into the galleries and talk with the the gallery manager, and mm. so there was that aspect of it. But at the time, I didn't really have my work developed. I was doing okay. I was doing a lot of airbrush work too oh. at that time. Wow, you really and did cover I, everything. I did everything. So I had my own t-shirt business. Oh, I was okay. Wow, there's more there. There's okay. more. Oh, yeah, I can tell you. So wait till I get on. I'm going to go even further than that. Okay, go. So the t-shirt business, I called it Impact Airbrush. And um, I was, uh, you know, designing t-shirts. And I kind of got, I got into the pet portraiture type thing somehow. I was doing people's, oh, wow. people like, oh, I want my dog on a t-shirt. And you know, I, look was... back, I look back on this and I absolutely cringe. I'm like, like, these are stuff like some people are like, oh, that was so good. And it looked like something you get at Hampton Beach. You know, I or, didn't do that. Yeah, right. You know, it's a you know, big, bold, uh, goofy lines. I have a few of those. Yeah. Of course, everybody, everybody does. does. But, you know, I looked at it. Oh, well, I can make a few bucks on T-shirts. Yeah. And, and I this did was it. during school? Yeah, this is like going during high school. Yeah, this is during, oh, during high school. It started in high school and then it okay. continued into college. Okay. So it was that kind of, I was just kind of doing that. Entrepreneurial. Yeah, good. it was kind of doing that on the side. And I was doing weird stuff like, you know, the Grinch. The Grinch. Whatever the customer wants at that point. Oh, they want Jimi Hendrix and all kinds <laughs> of crazy stuff. So, um, so anyway, I was doing the, the airbrush thing and, uh, and, uh, I decided, you know, what am I going to do you know, when I leave college? You right. know, what, what's out there for me? And I always had the idea that I'd be an illustrator. Okay. Like, I always yeah. wanted to be, again, the graphic novel thing, the comic book thing was always coming into my head, but, um, I had these grand grandiose ideas that oh I'm gonna I'm gonna be an illustrator I'm gonna start I'm gonna be the next Marshall Arisman I'm gonna do spots for Playboy magazine I'm gonna make millions of dollars on my yeah. you know so there was that but it was so I never really got that step I mean it's something yeah. that's attainable yeah. but it's really something that you have to focus on and go that one track yeah. rather than just dabble in it you know I think that goes mm -hmm. with anything in mm -hmm. life you, you have to just go full gas yeah. towards that yeah. um, towards that that goal. Um, so I kind of dabbled in it and I always, in my head, I thought I would do that, but I never really, I never really got around to it, mm -hmm. you know? And, um, then I thought, well, geez, well, I'll be a graphic designer. That's the next yeah. logical thing. I can make money doing graphic design. It's people need stuff for their businesses mm -hmm. and marketing materials, that sort of thing. So I did take graphic design my last, uh, semester at mm -hmm. school and, uh, <clears throat> it helped a little bit, you know, design, getting marketing materials together. And I was already used to doing my own logos, that sort of thing for the airbrush company and <laughs> other people. So that seemed like a logical transition. So when I got out of school, I said, all right, I'm going to do graphic design. And, uh, of course at that point, the internet had just kind of was just coming out. We didn't yes. have the internet that we have now, which right. is kind of on the brink. So web design wasn't really a thing at that yeah. time. Yeah. Um, but it's something that I grow into. So when I got out, I kind of half-heartedly produced the graphic design portion of my, my work. I kind of, I dabbled in it, but um, so I I also needed to earn a living at that point right, too. Right. I, I didn't know where I was going to go with it. And I was working at a uh, place during college that I continued after college that was doing um, plaster casting for statues. And so it had, it was an artsy type job and an mm -hmm. artsy feel, but it was more of a labor type job and uh, something that I wasn't really into. You know, I'm not, I've never really done three dimensional. That's mm. one thing I haven't done. Yeah. So I can say That's that I've different. done a lot, but I've never done pottery. I've never done sculpture. Okay. I did a little bit, but not, it's just something I haven't. 3D wasn't my thing. Right. Um, so I kind of got out of that 
And at this point, there was a transition. I was out of college and I needed a job and I thought about graphic design, but it, was the, it wasn't really there for me. So I, I got a job in the maintenance field. Mm-hmm. I started working maintenance and I was actually a summer helper mm-hmm. and uh, it grew into a full-time job. Mm-hmm. And I was starting a family at the time. Yeah, yeah. I, I was with my wife, uh, we're high school sweethearts. Oh. Yeah, and we uh, and we, we were together 10 more years and then yeah. I finally got married. So now it's like, <laughs> all right, Mike, you gotta be serious now. Yeah, you, right. need to jump, you need to make money, this sort of thing. Yeah. So, you know, that whole deal. And uh, yeah. and so I stuck with the maintenance thing yeah. and uh, I was doing the graphic design kind of half-heartedly on the side. Yeah. And uh, I was also doing a graphic novel on the side. I was painting wow. watercolors. Well, that's good. Yeah, so that was my illustrative part. Uh, The graphic novel never quite came to fruition. Mm -hmm. I kind of got shelved, but I did a lot of work for it. I did a lot of watercolors, and that kind of kept my my hand going, you know, my eye for design and and painting different. It was a fantasy novel, so there was different, you know, drawing characters and scenes out of my head. So it was really helping work on the imagination portion of things. So I was continuing with watercolor, um, but I could never quite get the graphic design thing off the ground. Yeah. And uh, and then I developed into web design. I figured, okay, well, I'll package web design with graphic design and logo design. So I was doing all that <laughs> on the, you know concurrently with right. with the maintenance job. And uh, so the past twenty years, believe it or not, yeah. I've been just kind of going back and forth right. with this, you know, the uh, the maintenance portion of things yeah. and handyman, yeah. and which helped me tremendously. Also with my artwork, but I, yeah. I'm kind of realizing it now. But like. That hands-on work uh, really helped me um, with my artwork and um, and just kind of get having an eye for things and, and being a craftsman and, sure. and and looking at details and taking your time at things. You know mm-hmm. that that really didn't develop until I was work out in the workforce and I was learning from older guys that that right. were in the bit in the business. They were they knew their stuff and they could really help me along and yeah. kind of guide me with that. So I'm forever thankful that I sure. took that that job. But in the back of my head, I'm always thinking, you know, ah, oh, that art thing. It's nag- and, and here's the double-edged sword with, <laughs> with being told that you're an artist. Oh, right. You know, <laughs> it's always in the back of your head that um, that the, it's a sort of like a, a, a um, wasted talent sort of thing. Yeah, okay. You know what I mean? Like sure. people are telling you, you know, oh, what about the art career? What about right. that? Oh, you were an un- unbelievable artist. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, and, you know, I got a job. I got to pay the bills. and. Yeah. And then we're having kids and buying houses and all that. And, yeah. you know, I, I didn't have time to fool around with art. Yeah. And uh, and so that, that's the double-edged sword. It's like you, you feel like that the lack of fulfillment. You know, you want to you want to be like, say, hey, right. I am an artist. I can do artwork. Right. And, uh, and you can do, I mean, you did. You did it simultaneously. I did, it but it was difficult. Different, yeah, yeah, it is. And it's like, well, it's more <clears> of a hobby at that point. Yeah. But yeah. that that fire, it just never ends. It just, mm-hmm. and, you know, if you have it in you, you it just keeps growing and growing. But I mean, many people, that's the path they choose and they still consider themselves an artist. I mean, there's, right. you know, yeah. all kinds of professional people. Oh, absolutely. The yeah. same with being a musician. They sometimes will play in a symphony, but they're, you know, Right, often it's so a well. full-time yeah. job. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so you just didn't consider yourself um, an artist because it wasn't full-time? Is that what you were? I don't think, and it's funny, like I still have a hard time coming to grips with like, saying that I'm an artist or really? being, yeah. And uh. I'm like, <laughs> call it self-conscious or something, but I just don't, I don't know. I just, I'm an artist, but mm-hmm. I don't like project to people like, Hey, I'm an artist. I'm a mm-hmm. painter. I'm this and that. And I, I think that's part of it too. Um, yeah. you know, because I think in, in society, we don't, we don't treat art as being a job. 
You know, like, oh, well, you're an artist, but that's not a job. Mm. You know, you can't do mm. art for oh, a career. Yeah. That's, you know, that's for something that you feast of famine. You know, you don't, you do, do it as a hobby. So I think there's always that element of, you know, you need to, you need to treat it like a job. You need to t- talk about it like it's your job and not be, you know, it's almost like the shame. I feel like, well, you and it, but it's hard too to, to, to bridge that. Right. Because that is very time consuming to put all of that effort into, especially these days self-promotion marketing oh absolutely all of that it's huge to, to it's, then be able to take that step and you know support yourself yeah, absolutely it, it's the that. biggest it's the biggest jump you can make you mm-hmm. know and it's it's mm-hmm. never of uh, there's never an exact moment i still haven't made that complete step yet i have i did leave that job after 21 years yeah. um and it's not i don't want to say it's because i'm pursuing art 100 because i'll probably end up doing something else mm-hmm. not sure what mm-hmm. But um, I know art is going to be a big part of it. And I, I, I've definitely made that move where, okay, I want this to be more of my life. And I'm at a position in my life now where I can where I can do that. My kids are older now. I don't have to do the babysitting thing. Right, and right. and I can go off. And <clears throat> I see you take them with you, too. I do. I take them with me. <laughs> I well, saw the on Instagram. I'm at the beach. The boys are happy. And I'm that happy. is rare that I do that. Yeah, yeah. I'll take them. I'm like, okay, what can I do? And it's a little bit selfish, but like, what can I do where I can paint and yeah. make and have some fun? Sure. Hey, kids, let's go to the beach. And, uh, you know, and then we get there and, uh, you know, and my wife will be like, oh, what are the boys doing? And stuff like that. She'll text me and I'll be I'm like, right. oh, yeah, they're having a blast. They're and having fun. And then they'll get home. And they'll be like, dad was painting for like two hours. And <laughs> she'll, yeah, she'll be like, where were the kids while you were doing this? I'm like, they were right there. They weren't far away. No one drowned or anything, which is another good point. When your kids are older, you don't have to worry about That's them right. drowning. And that sort of That's thing. right. So at what point did you start? Um, you said you had done some plein air in college. Yes. Yeah, so... And, and was yeah, it oil? At yeah, the time? we would go out. It was watercolor at watercolor. the time. Okay. Yeah, and uh, we would go out with our sketchbooks, and uh, t- we'd take like a mini field trip and go nice. up in Framingham. There was this uh, reservoir, and it had a nice waterfall yes. and this old building there. And uh, that was—I remember it as being—I still have it. It's my first watercolor plein air work. And at the time, I didn't know what plein air meant or plein yeah, air, whatever. Right. It was just you know we painted outside. Exactly. And it, as a matter of fact, that term like I. I remember hearing uh, Trumploy. That was the big word. Like, oh, oh it's yeah. a Trumploy painting. And I'm like, what the hell is Trumploy? And it's like, oh, it means realistic painting. Yeah. And I'm like, so that was a big French word that back then. Yeah. I, but I don't remember saying player. Maybe we did. I just forget. But yeah. anyway, we were painting outside. And uh, and I remember, I'm like, wow, this is great. And we all had our sketchbooks out. And I remember just doing it on the spot. And I loved it. And it was fun. And, and did, uh, you, did you keep doing that? I, I kind of did. I did. I did it on my own. Yeah. I remember I'd go to Boston public gardens. Mm-hmm. I'd go all around like these kind of iconic places and, uh, and I would, uh, paint on the spot. You and, know? and at what point did you switch to oils doing that? Afterwards? I didn't switch to oils until recently, probably about really? you know, two or three years ago. You're kidding. I'm not kidding you. Like what? that's, and there's no turning back. Like once oh, right, I hit that right. and I can get to that, but first I want to, I want to talk real quick about, um, my aunt who really supported me through oh, all good. this and she gave me my first my first portfolio uh, when i was going into college because nice. she knew she had she saw something in me and she yeah. was very supportive and what i was getting at was she would commission me to do portraits like in, wow. in boston public commons and uh, public gardens and all that nice. so she's got a lot of my artwork hanging yeah. in her paint, but it reminded me because i did some plenty of work for that painting that i did for her and uh okay. yeah so it's great having these supportive people throughout yes. your life that really keep the ball going yeah so I'm forever thankful for her and, mm-hmm. and everybody else. Um, but I, about three years ago, 
I was up in Acadia of all places with my family and I didn't have any painting stuff. And at the time I was kind of down, I wasn't really painting at all. I was just down and out and I was, you know, bummed out with, with, uh, with not being, having enough art in my life and that mm -hmm. sort of thing. And, uh, what, you know, what am I going to do with my life? Or what was me? That whole sort of thing. Mm -hmm. And I remember uh, searching YouTube and I came across uh, James Gurney on wow. YouTube and he was, he had his little gouache sketchbook and he was outside painting. I said, Oh, this is interesting. Yeah. I remember doing that. And I said, well, this is, this is unbelievable. And I started going through all his videos and his work is just incredible. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's just oh, yeah. fantastic. And I remember, and this is how immediate it was. I said, I have to do this. I have to get back into painting. And I went to the local art shop yeah. in Bar Harbor. Yeah. Bar Harbor. Bar Harbor. Oh, I used to go there every yeah, year yeah. as a kid for yeah. a week. Yeah. I have my, uh, we spent our honeymoon up there. Did I got married in Maine and we yeah. went up there. And I actually did a watercolor plein air work uh, on my honeymoon of the boat looking out the window. <laughs> I love it. And I still have that. But yeah. again, that was another world. That was like 20 years ago when, I, yeah, when yeah. I dropped off and then I picked up again. Right. So I ran down this art studio, this art supply store, and I bought a little sketchbook. I bought the painting equipment. I bought everything. I bought just watercolor, or did you just like a little, um, no, just like a little watercolor water, travel yeah. pack. Yeah. And I said, uh, and I said, I'm gonna, do, I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna try it. And although I didn't really get to get out there and, and do it on location, I was painting from the hotel room, and I did a little painting of the the hike that we took that day, and mm -hmm. it was just in my head. It stuck in my head. It really got me fired up. Yeah. For painting outdoors again I said okay well I'm gonna give this a go I'm gonna try this a little more and so here's this is a big turning point for me and it's when I bought that gouache set and I had my okay I got back into it I got all my paints back out from when I was you know in college and I said I'm gonna give this a go and uh but I didn't have the time you know and now I'm in, now I'm into soccer practice driving and all and my kids ever I, I have three kids I, and I just uh, following you on Instagram over the last year I admire how you get a painting in well yeah a lot of people do they say well where do you find the time how, but you do but it's uh, you can just tell through your instagram it's so passionate that you find it what i love is here's a quick roadside paint <laughs> and i'm like okay what does quick mean yeah is well that now it's yeah it's now good. it's like yeah it is i've i've kind of narrowed and become more narrowed things down and become more efficient in how i paint and okay you so gotta get there i'll get okay, it i'll get into that but um but how it started was i said i gotta find time to do this so yeah. i would i would take my kids to soccer practice. I said, well, I got this hour. And it was like, you know, 20 minutes to drive to, to the soccer, 20 minutes back. I said, well, why don't I just stay there and I'll paint in the area. Yeah. And so I would drop my kids off and, um, and wait, I have this wait, water you're not set. one of those parents that's on the sidelines? No, no. Kill them, no. Tiger? No. Oh, my God. No, no. Believe me, we got plenty of those. <laughs> okay, go ahead. We don't need any more of those guys. <laughs> no, we so, don't. like, I just leave. That's what I, I leave them there and say, have fun. Go out. You know, <laughs> tell me if there's any problems. Now I can just say, text me if you need to be picked yeah, pick back up. Be yeah, so I would I would drop them off, and then I would uh, I would sit in my car. And, I'd say, and, and this is the funny part. I was so nervous about being in public and yeah, painting in public. that's a real fear and for it, me. It, for any, yeah, for, for most many, people, yeah. and, and I and I have anxiety anyway. I'm, yeah. I'm an anxious person, even without now drawing attention to myself. And that's right, the right. biggest thing. Is yeah. like, okay, I'm going to get out of the sketchbook, and some guy, <laughs> some guy in a pickup truck's going to drive by. What the hell are you doing? Get a job, you know? And, and, and I'm know. like, I was really self conscious about it, and I'm like, all right, but and so I would sit in my car, which is even worse because I'd pull up, I'd, I'd leave the soccer practice, and I'd have like one hour. I'd go. I drive to a location that I liked, and I'd sit in my car, I'd, I'd scoot over to the passenger seat, and I'd break out all my equipment, and I'd paint from the window. And yeah. then, 
Yeah. You know, I'd consider plan A rolling the window down, you know, because yeah. I could just hang my head out the window. I'm like, this, this is legit, right? I'm on um, location. But you were busting out of that cocoon. How did it happen? Yeah, I was. I was. And I'm like, all right, this is a big baby step for me. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah. all right, well, one time I, I got to get out. I got to just get out and I got to paint on location. I can't always be in my car. Yeah. And um, it was baby steps. I tell you, yeah. I really was self-conscious and I didn't want, I'm like, oh, what am I going to do if someone comes up to me and right. they ask me about the painting and this and that, and I get nervous. So, um, I think I started off in the woods. I like went down this waterfall in Belmont place. I used to hang out with when I was hang out at when I was a kid and, um, I broke out the gouache there and I, yeah. and I painted this beautiful waterfall. And it was, and if you look on my Instagram, there's like a timeline and like, that was it. Like that was yeah. my first, and I posted wow. on Instagram, which is another story. Okay. I, and I, and I, and I painted and I, and I, and I said, this is great being outside. And I kind of got the bug. I said, Oh, this is yeah. what it's all about. And I realized at that moment that like, that's the part I was missing. And I cannot, I'm not a studio artist. I will do studio work, but I can't be, I can't be held down. I can't be confined. I can't, I can't go in there and I don't find inspiration being in the, in the studio. And I will bring plenty of work back to the studio to, right. to touch it up. But that's when the problems start. You know, yeah. that's when yeah. I like, that's when I'm like, oh, I just don't have the vibe anymore. I don't have do, that. Do, for me, it becomes a thing of overanalyzing. Yes. And like when you, I like that you have, I have an hour because it forces you to, Absolutely. to get something on that canvas. Absolutely. And you, I mean, you do it. Your paintings are, they're so full of energy and I love that. Thank you. Thank I love you. watching your journey in this. So yeah, thank it's you. It's been amazing. Yeah. It's, um, it's the immediacy and in, in the brushwork yeah. is only, you can only get that if you're painting outside and you want to get, I mean, some people go back to the same location and paint, right. you know, multiple times. And, and like, I just, I, I can't do that. I can't once it's one and done for me. I get out there, I get the vibe, I, I paint on location. And then for me, the moment's lost after that. When I go back, mm -hmm. you don't have that same feeling that you did at that moment. Yeah. And there's so many different elements that go into that, that are around you that go into that one moment sure. that contributed to it. Yeah. And, um, so, like I said, when I got to that, when I painted that waterfall, and I said, wow, this is this is it. I'm yeah. like, I love this, and I can do it. So then it was a baby step from there. Okay, I'll go to a little more public place. Right. And I, then I'll see these people on, on, on social media, and out, like, in front of all these people, or on a street line. With Downtown Boston. And I'm like, oh, my God, how do they do that? <laughs> I'm like, that is so scary, you know? And... Uh, Thanks and, for sharing that because I don't. I oh, think no, that we believe, might all feel it. No, and we don't no, no. all if, talk you know, about it. So and I tell you, and it's so glad to hear because a lot. I would of, have never ever guessed that. With well, the, yeah, and it's true, and right. um, and a lot, of, and I feel like, you know, a lot of people out there, and if you're out there, um, sitting at home and, and you're thinking, oh, I could never be an artist outside. I could never do it in public, or maybe I have talent, but I, I'm shy and nervous about showing my work you have to force yourself to take baby steps yeah, in order to I do like it. That. It doesn't happen overnight. It I doesn't. Like that. And like you say, there's a certain point where it's just going to, the, the balance is going to go in over on the other side of the passion. And then probably. You Absolutely. Now, yeah. Right? I you don't. Just, yeah, now it's, it's second nature. It, it's yeah. You go in there and it's a job yeah. and, and all you forget all that stuff, you know, and you know, you have your moments where, you know, something might be irritating you outside of, you know, what you're doing for the most part, it goes into the painting and like, and honestly, um, and now I look back like, oh, I can't do this without, without being outside because it's the public's yeah. view. And like, I've sold works on the spot just from people. <laughs> and, and, and one, one time in particular, I was I up in, in, in Groton and this is Hill, Gibbet Hill yeah. or Gibbet. I don't know how they pronounce it, but it overlooks Groton and it looks like, you know, like European countryside. Yeah. Like you wouldn't know it you were in Groton. Beautiful. 
it is amazing. And I went up there and I set up my paints and I had this big, I was working big. It was like 24 by 36 or something. You do it was work huge. big. Yeah. You, I mean, just in general, like my I little plein airs are the, well, you know what? Recently, I've been doing small. Like small for me is like eleven by fourteen, yeah. and and I've and it's different. Like it's hard for me because I'm using smaller brushes, yeah. And uh, so bigger paints, bigger brushes, looser brush strokes, trying to get it done fast. So sure. it's a different type of painting. And I set up, and it's kind of a public place. People go up there, you know, with their spouses or significant others, and they all watch the sunset. It's a big place to watch the sunset. Okay. So I set up, and then I looked. I turned around. I saw this couple behind me. And uh, they had their little picnic basket, and they were, like, off the distance. So I looked over, and I said, oh, okay, that's interesting. So I just started getting into my work, and I painted, and I painted, and I just got into the zone. And I, I was just into the painting. Right. I had about three hours. Right. And I turned around about halfway, and they were still there, and they were having a grand old time. And so finally I finished up, and I'm and I'm doing my pictures, you know, for social media, which is another. Yeah. And I'm going to tell you uh, technically what you should and shouldn't do when you take <laughs> pictures of. But, okay, um, good. <laughs> yeah. And, uh and I was taking my pictures and, and the girl was still there and, mm -hmm. and she came over to me. She's like, oh my God, I am blown away by your painting. And this is amazing. How did you do that? It looks just like the scene. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, well, that's great. And she's like, do you sell your work? And then that was it. You yeah. know, I, someone's on the hook for a painting right now. Don't blow this. <laughs> yes. And I'm like thinking to myself, okay, well, what do I say? Do I, do I sell it cheap? Do I sell it? You know, how do I go about it? Yeah. And at that point you get into the business side of things. And was you learn, that your first sale? On the spot, yes. On the spot. Okay. On the spot, yeah. The first time I ever sold a painting on the spot. Yeah. And it kind of caught me off guard because I wasn't prepared. Like, well, what do I yeah. charge for something like this? Yeah. And, and so I threw out kind of a high number, I think, because that's what I would sell. You don't want to, you don't want to deny the people that's paid a lot of money for your work and then sell mm -hmm. you and then undersell I, I it. You can't yeah. do that to sure. see a collective. So, so I gave them a fair price. And she was just, I could see, and you got to be able to read people. I could see the eyes a little bit kind of glazing over like, oh, okay, I like it, but I yeah. don't like it that much. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's, it's amazing. <laughs> so I'm like, well, that's it. And, you know, like great meeting you. And, and you always have to be friends with people, sure. and, you know, and uh, which I am anyway, regardless of whether you're a buyer or not. And, uh, and so I packed up and this is like going up a huge hill with a backpack and the big painting. It was kind of an effort just to get set up there. Yeah. That's, an, that's like a whole other battle in itself, which I love. <laughs> um, it kind of goes into the painting. It's, um, you know, the adventurous part of it. Mm. And so we got down the parking lot and they were already down at the car again. So this is about 20 minutes in between. And I said to him, uh, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to make this guy a deal now. Cause, cause they, you know, and I walked over to the husband. And I said, I said, Hey, look, I told you, you know, this much money. And I said, I I'm willing to take, because you guys, I'm willing to take you know, hundred dollars less if you guys want. So here's my card. And, right. and he called me the next day and said, my, you know, my wife loves this painting. Wow. And uh, it, it, it's, it, I have to have it for her. So oh, he bought it. That's nice. Yeah. So, and it, and I've had that happen twice, you know, mm -hmm. in, in recent times where wow. like people come across it and uh, they just have to have it. Yeah. You know, and it's, I think it's, it's, um, it's that connection, you know, people feel that connection. I, I agree. Yeah. yeah. All right. So, so tell me a little bit about your gear. It, is, is it heavy? What do you, what do you carry? So I carry a backpack. Um, I have, I've narrowed everything down, but I pretty much have uh, my my tripod. Mm -hmm. and I have a homemade tripod and easel that okay. I built, um, and I carry that. And I have a, a box for my brushes, and I have a little canister for my um, my paint thinner, and I have my tripod, and I fit everything into a backpack. It does. Yeah, wow. It's a little heavy. Like okay. I don't recommend that for if you're older or you're retired, you just want to go plein air painting. And, yeah. Because this is heavy, yeah. and like train I'll, first. 
Yeah. And seriously, it's like it's you have to trek with this kind of yeah. backpack. So I'd like to get a little bit lighter, but I can't go too much lighter. Okay. You know, because you also don't want the thing blowing over in the wind. You know, sure. so it's got to be a little heavy too. And how do you carry your wet paint? Well, um, wet painting. As a matter of fact, I've been making my own wet panel carriers. You're kidding. Yeah, and so I don't know. I, I posted it on my story. I haven't posted oh, a video you did? yet. Yeah, but maybe I should do a did video it sometime. No, yeah, I could make you one. I'd love to make you one. What? Tell me the size. It's it's for panels, but I'll, I'll make okay. you one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but they're great, and, and this goes back to just like my, my love for woodworking and oh, hands-on yeah. type things. Yeah. So. I'll make these wooden boxes, and yes. uh, I, I use them to carry that. Sometimes I'll, if it's a big painting, then yeah. I'll just carry it by hand and right. hope that I don't make a mess of myself, which I do. Like, I'm clean right now. Oh, when I you know. normally see oh, me, I know. My when husband's you always see like, me, I wear my paint gear. I'm like, I can't go in there with my paint gear. I look like a wacko. <laughs> um, but normally, you know, so I get paint all over me. But the wet panel carrier is uh, is great, and, I'm, and I've been making them in different sizes. Um, yeah. Last year, I took a trip to Maine which I'm going next week up to Wells Beach in the Gunkwood area. Mm -hmm. And I made this huge panel carrier for the back of my truck because I was working big. I'm like, uh, oh, I'm going to go to the beach. I'm going to get this huge, I don't even know what it was, 36 by 48, okay. something like that painting. <laughs> and I made this huge panel carrier for the back of my truck. Oh my so the thing was a monster. And it turns out, um, I think I broke one of the leaf springs on the back of my truck when I hit a, a pothole or something like oh, that because no. the thing was so heavy, oh, it just no. snapped. And it's hard to break a leaf spring. And I, and I think I did it because that panel carrier was wow. in the back. So I've done away with that. I'm like, this isn't working out. Get this thing off. And it was just a pain to take it off the truck if I want to put other things in there. Sure. So I started building these mini uh, paint boxes. So I have right now I have a, a 16 by 20, uh, 11 by 14, and a 24 by 36. Those are kind of the main okay. panels that wow. I paint on. Yeah. 24. You go outdoors with 24 by Yeah, 36. absolutely. And that's kind of, wow. that's. And what kind of panel is that? What do you I've been painting on masonite. Okay. Yeah. So it's masonite that I prime with gesso. Okay. So what I do is I'll go to Home Depot or Lowe's or whatever big box store there is, and yeah. I'll buy a four by eight sheet, cut it up on the table saw, yeah. in the sizes I need, and then I'll sand down the, the finish because it's kind of glossy, and then I'll put a few coats of gesso on it. And I just buy that stuff at, uh, yeah, at, at Michaels, you know. And that's another thing too. Like I've you been know, I getting did some tiny ones recently. <laughs> well, on Mason, yeah, 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 and it's cheaper than uh, it's work to get them prepared, but. You know, long term, it's cheaper than buying canvas panels. Yeah. I kind of like the surface. It's a little different. It is, yeah. Um, so I've just been doing that. Not to say that I'm against painting on linen. Like, I, it's just so expensive that I, I can't really justify it right now. Right. But, um, and I, I like the panels. They're, they're good for, yeah. you know, what, what I need them for. And uh, so I'll gesso them up, and then I'll um, I'll have them on hand ready to go. And usually that's my, my work week. Like, I'll, I'll prep them during the week and mm -hmm. then be ready for the following week. Mm -hmm. I'll usually put about, I don't know, two or three coats of gesso on it. And so are you doing this full time now? Um, well, right at this moment, I am only because I left my job. Okay. And uh, and it's about as full time as I can do right now. Okay. But um, yeah, I'm doing it more often now. So. Well, I feel a little bit better because I watch you on Instagram. I'm like, how the heck did he get in so many paintings? Because I knew well, you also worked and I was like. Well, okay, no, this is like, so this is only three weeks future. old. That this, okay. yeah, this is not new. This is like literally three <laughs> okay, weeks so old. Okay, so you are just prolific, <laughs> basically. Mm. Oh, my gosh. No, and, I, and again, so this goes back to like just painting in my spare time. You know, that's how it started, baby steps. But it was always like, okay, I've, and that was another thing when I. I would uh, get out of work at three o'clock. I work early. I was six to three, something like that. So yeah. I'd get in my work. And yeah. then in between coming home from work and, and dinner time, you know, my, my wife was still working. Yeah. So I'd have this moment. I'm like, wow, this is like an hour and a half, two hours of free time. It's like, yeah. I hate downtime. I can't be idle yeah. or doing nothing. So yeah. I'm like, 
this is the perfect time to take my gear to work with me. Yeah. And on my way home, I'll find a painting. I love it. And I go through like these great spots at Concord, Carlisle, oh, yeah. um, yeah. you know, the, these historic New England towns, and uh, and there's lots of eye candy. And that's how and, I think I found you on Instagram. Um, I recognized because I grew up in that area. I recognized a painting somewhere, and I was like, oh, okay, yeah, it's just I know painting. That. Yeah, right. I was yeah. like, it's painting in Concord. Like, it was kind of cool. So, um, so what do you think about? Do painters take different paths to launch their career? We'll talk about the social media in a minute, but what do you think about um, entering these competitions and and the different shows? Have you? Will you? What's your? I think it's about? I think it's great. I think shows are are a terrific way for anybody to mm -hmm. get started, even if it's a local, you know, art association. It doesn't have to be a big event. Mm -hmm. It's just a local gallery or local, you know. Um, I know the Chelmsford Art Society is where, you know, is my local place. Oh, right. Yeah, I see And, that. yeah, and uh, every year they have a 4th of July um, festival where you can enter paintings, and it's open to anyone, and you yeah. just do it. You know, yeah. get out there and don't be uh, self-conscious as, like, oh, my work's not good enough, that sort of thing, and, and, yeah. and just, you know, enter I as mean, much as you can. I find it can be time-consuming. It is. And it's very it can be costly. Depending on what you know, well, what kind yeah, of depending. You're yeah, I mean, you know, the higher end the competition, the more you're going to want to spend on frames and, and preparing mm -hmm. your artwork and make sure it's nice. Yeah. Um, you know, but the local shows, I don't mind just doing a simple floater frame and yeah. uh, getting through it cheaply, and, and that's what I do for that. But um, yeah, I mean, art is not easy. It's a lot of it's you know it's it's a lot of work. Lot of I mean, doubling. there's so many different aspects, and then yeah. there's the you know, let alone the whole framing and getting your paint prepared for that and mm -hmm. signing up. And I mean, there's so many deadlines. There's a deadline today. I'm not going to say what show it's for, oh, no. but there's a deadline today that I haven't even taken pictures for and I'm going to do it. I'm going to take pictures when I get home and I'm going to send it in. So yeah. that's how I roll. I'm yeah. always yeah. last minute, Mike, doing the deadline, <laughs> but I get it done. Do you and, make your own frames? Um, yeah, I do. I Sometimes I'll go, um, this is place wholesale frame co. Okay. And I'll buy some ready-made frames online. Um, they're a little bit nicer than the ones I make. Mm -hmm. um, but I, I'd like to get some different frames. But I usually make them myself. I'll just buy the raw frame and I'll plop them in that. But otherwise, otherwise I'm making my own frames. I'll go to Home Depot and yeah. I'll piece together a frame That's out nice. of molding. Like, you know, right. you make no, I do like those, actually, the ones that you've done. Yeah, there's some black ones yes. that have like a little, and that's just yeah. some. It's simple, but they're it's very, simple, but they're really just nice with your painting. Yeah, yeah. And it's, and it's something simple that anyone can build. You know, it's a matter of, uh, you know, just going to the hardware store and picking out and piecing together and well, figuring it out. Well, it's that simple for you. Well, <laughs> yeah, I mean, you can have tools and all that sort of thing, but it's not rocket science. Let's put it that way. Okay, let's yeah. get to social media. Sure. Tell me what you do there. You do great on Instagram. Social media is that. huge, and I think that it's also um, it's something you have to do these days. You really do. If you yeah. want to be, if you want to get your name out there, if you want to be seen, yeah. if you want to cr create a buzz, you have to be everywhere. And that's just a fact of life right now. So if you're out there and you know you're a great painter, but you're like, ah, I don't like that social media, ah, Instagram, that's for this or that, uh, you know, Facebook, who needs that? Right. Which I'm not a big Facebook fan. I'm not, yeah, yeah. yeah. But um, I'm much but you really need to be someone. I mean, think about it. Like that, that's how you found me on Instagram. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't mm -hmm. be doing this today if it wasn't for Instagram. Right. How, most of the people out there wouldn't know me if it wasn't for Instagram. Yeah. And mm -hmm. it, it's also held me accountable. I like I use it as a tool to, all right, Mike. Well, you haven't posted in a while. You know, yeah. this is, you need to get back out there and do another painting okay. and keep this work active. So it really is. It's almost like your boss telling you, Hey Mike, you know, you haven't done a painting in a week, you know, what's going on. Yeah. So it really kind of holds, holds you accountable, which I love about That's it. That's good. You know, That's and you good. also, um, 
it's it's also a great marketing tool in terms of um, getting paintings out to local local people. Mm -hmm. um, recently, I reached out to um, you know the uh, the microbrew scene, you know, the uh, beer breweries and oh, tap rooms. Yeah. It's really coming up locally. Um, yeah. And they're really supportive of the arts. You know, nice. if you go to any microbrew, they're all, they have a little section of artwork hanging up. And I never really thought about it, but then it dawned on me, like, wow, like, that's a great opportunity to show your work. And people are there, and you know what? They're drinking, too, so maybe they'll, you know, have so a few you, too many and want to buy your work. Exactly. Are you contacting them through <laughs> so Instagram? Exactly. So that's what I was getting at. Yeah, yeah. Like, so what I did, and this literally, literally took me, like, 10 minutes. I, yeah. I, I did a one-sentence blurb. Hi, I'm Mike McLean. I'm a local artist, and I, you know... I, I think that my artwork would fit good in your in your establishment. You know, um, if you like my work, give me a, give me a ring. Mm -hmm. And I just I direct messaged that to like fifteen oh. local breweries all at once. I just said, boom, yeah. I went here, I went there, <laughs> and literally, I mean, the people on social media, the actual like the owners. I'm not talking like yeah. a manager. I'm talking the actual person who owns that business will get back to you. Wow. You know, some don't, but a lot of them do, and they say, wow, mm -hmm. your work's great. Well, let's meet up, wow. and. It's just, it's amazing that the access we have to people nowadays. It's true, with the yeah, yeah. I mean, that's, it's, well, un even it's like undeniable. James, was it James Burney found on, right. on YouTube, right? Right, exactly. I mean, what and, inspiration. And, and yeah, and how else moment, can you like, you know, you know? how else can you comment to James Gurney and say, hey, James, what are you doing? And he actually gets back <laughs> to you and says, oh, this, and he's getting millions of people. And he just says, oh, my, you know, why don't you just do it this way or do it that or I, this is how I set up my easel. You know, yeah. it's like. It's this unbelievable connection we have to people, and you gotta, you, you have to do it. You know, you can't. I don't care how old you are, or you know, or, or this or that, or it's not for me. I mean, you know, some people say, you know, I'll say, well, follow me on Instagram because that's where I'm most active. And they'll say, well, I'm not on Instagram. I'm like, well, you can still You're go missing on. Out. I'm like, well, you can still go on the website. You can still go on the internet. A lot of people realize you can still look at people's artwork on Instagram. You don't have to be on right. the app. Yeah. You know, which I get. Some people don't want to deal with it, and um, you know, so. Uh, but mm -hmm. but I t I totally recommend it to anybody. Cool. All right. What defines success for you as a painter right now? Right now. Right now. Not in mm. five years. We'll get to it. But. <laughs> five years? <laughs> it's change, probably right? the same. Yeah, right. Yeah, right. Um, I think right now, there's, there's different types of success for me. I, I think there's that one type of success where you made a connection with somebody. Mm. Um, like I told you, when I, when I sold a painting to somebody, someone sees your work so much that they that they love it so much that they're willing to take their hard-earned money yeah. and buy it yeah. so they can look at it all the time that's I know, amazing i know i know it's unbelievable <laughs> like I, I can't like someone wants their work in the house and they, it's a conversation piece they want to say yes. and that ties to the plein air too it's like people say i saw that guy paint that painting you know i and saw him work it's amazing and i think of you and video yeah you so it's, it's, it's that connection that we made yeah. it was a bond and i think that um you know that's successful to me you know, mm -hmm. when, when you made that connection with someone and you've actually, you know, they want to spend their money on your art, that's success. Mm -hmm. So there's that part of it. Um, that's more of like a romantic type success. The reality is, <laughs> and you know what the, it is, and everyone says it, it's the money. You know, yeah. it's earning a living from your art. Yeah. And I think that I'm blown away by anybody out there that um, that can earn a living solely on mm -hmm. their artwork and raise a family. I mean, mm -hmm. it's one thing if you are single, you know, and everyone, I'm, I'm not out to judge. Everyone has their own you know, cross the bear. Um, but if you're out there and you have a family and uh, you're trying to earn a living, it is difficult to be an artist. You know, yeah. I get, you know, you can't just be out there two hours and come home and, and your wife says, well, what are you doing? Oh, I was painting, 
but uh, the pain didn't come. I had to wipe it down. So let me get this straight. You were up for two hours. Yeah. The kids need to be picked up here and there. And you were, and you just didn't do a painting. I'm like, well, it doesn't work that way. Not yeah. every painting is a success. Yeah. So I think that, um, you know, if you're able to do that. And so I'm trying to find the balance. And, and, yeah. and again, like, I don't know if that's going to be, um, if that is going to be my success in the future. Well, be able to sell work and solely live my income. Maybe I will. Maybe is I won't. Is that a goal for you? Um, I think so. Yeah. yeah, I think so. If not um, solely, but um, but once I put my mind to it, I think it's it's attainable. You know, mm-hmm. I think that it's like anything else. You really have to put your foot on the gas and 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 focus on that one thing. Like I'm always spreading myself too thin. Like I can't. It, like this past weekend, I wasn't painting because I was putting floors down in my kitchen, <laughs> and that so. You really have to hit it hard and just go with that one thing to be successful at it. It's, I mean, yeah. you can't be spread thin. Like I can't forever just be painting an hour here, an hour there. I gotta. If you want your work to progress, you gotta be taking workshops. Mm-hmm. You gotta be learning from other people. You gotta be um, getting inspiration from from everything you can. Right. And you gotta be doing it all the time. It's the only way to get it. It's no, brush miles. No. People talk about it, brush miles, brush miles. But it's true. It, you're only gonna get better if you if you keep doing it. Mm. So what if um, say someone comes along and they say. Or let's just say, for instance, your tractors take off and everybody wants Mike's tractors. Mm-hmm. Would you ever feel like you're tired of painting tractors? And that yes, now, so, 100%. So, I mean, how does an artist deal with that, do you think, if they become, you know, making money painting well, something he, he, they once did? And here's, the, here's the great thing about landscape painting, and this is probably why I um, am attracted to it most. It's that a landscape painting can be anything. You know, it doesn't have to be, there can be some figurative work in it, you mm-hmm. know, there can be a tractor in it. There doesn't have to be a tractor, but there can be, Right. you know, um, you can do a seascape with a boat. You can do a seascape without a boat. Yeah. So it's being this kind of um, utility painter where yeah. you can just do a little bit of everything and never get bored of it. And I think mm-hmm. my, I have ADD and I'm like, mm-hmm. I get bored. If yeah. I paint too many tractors then that's it, I'm not doing a tra- another tractor again. But right. So you never do something just for the you're going to do uh, so the, the big question like, would you do it for money? i'll tell you what and i'm sorry to you people out there that commission me to do work but um commissions <laughs> absolutely kill me i procrastinate to no end if someone says mike I, you know i want a painting of this area and reminds me of this i'm like all right i can do that so they're plein air commissions um well no sometimes they, they'll take a photograph and they'll want me to paint the photograph like right, you know right. if it's someplace like in europe that i've never yeah. been to yeah i mean that's just like and, you know, I love it, but and your, your photograph is terrific. I'm not, but like, it's, it's that vibe. I need to be there. Right, I need to see right. it. I need to be the one to say, so what I'll do is I'll say, just give me an area, you know, Charles River. Oh, I did one of the, from my uncle with Charles River recently. He said, just go down the Charles River. I said, okay, I'm going to go down there and pick a spot. And I found a nice spot and that, so they had the best of both worlds. But if yeah. you say, here's a picture, yeah. I am going to keep that canvas on the shelf and I'm going to stare at it. <laughs> For probably a year, you're gonna get back. You're gonna call me and be like, "Mike, where's my painting?" Right. I'm gonna say, "Oh, it's coming, it's, it's coming." On the shelf. <laughs> and I will drag my feet. I just don't have the spark, yeah. you know, that I do with plant. So, yeah. um, so, so you're gonna stick with painting your, your yeah. Painting and your I think that that I think landscape painting definitely lends itself to the boredom. You know, if you pigeonhole yourself into doing one type of work, mm-hmm. you know, it's all well and good, but guess what? People are gonna get bored of it. You know, mm-hmm. it's the same thing over and over again. And you know, that's not to say that. You, you won't sell any paintings. It might be the best thing in the world. And, you know, I see some paintings yeah. out there. That, like, you know, that guy, I remember years ago, there was a guy with a blue dog. And, you know, oh, I have to have a painting with the blue dog. And, you know, it's like, well, how many blue dogs are going to paint? And, then, you know, everybody, everyone has to have it. So I guess there's a, you know, you can definitely, you know, I find think, a market for th- different types of art. Yeah. But yeah. landscape, you never get bored. 
Right. You know? Right. And I think people would certainly handle it differently. Some people have no problem painting the same sort of right. things. Right. If that's what has, you know, sold right. and made them yeah. able to support themselves. Yeah. And here's another thing, too. Like, I just don't see you ever doing that. I, I, no, no. And I honestly, honestly, like some people would say, you know, well, I'd rather, uh, you know, if it came down to, to painting and just doing what you love or, you know, having to scrub a toilet, like that sort of mentality. I, I'm all for the toilet. That, that's nothing. <laughs> Scrubbing a toilet. That's like, you know, right. you squirts and toilet. You know, you can get down on your hands and knees, get your hands a little dirty. No big deal. Who cares? Yeah, yeah. Painting is hard. That is a that is work. You know what I mean? And and if you tell me like you know all, all I have to do is paint you know that lobster boat over there. Well, I don't want to paint a lobster boat today. I'd rather just do you know a maintenance job because it's easy. Yeah. yeah. So I'm a little different. You know, mm-hmm. not everyone's like that. You know, mm-hmm. I understand, but um, to me, it's got to. I have to have that inspiration. Yeah. You know, and like today, friend, after we get done here, I'm going to go off and paint. That's I have it. no idea what I'm going to paint. Look out, Portsmouth. You're, tonight, you're going to, you're going to see <laughs> me on Instagram. Instagram. You're going so to say, my you take, paint is on. You take pictures of the scene and as you're painting, try no, to No, well, you know, I started, and here's the thing I started, um, I would take a picture and then I would say, okay, in case I'm not done, I'll just go to this photograph. And I did start off like looking at the painting, the, the area on my laptop. And I look at that, I'm like, this isn't working out. I can't. Mm-hmm. And it's true, you just don't get the color. You mm-hmm. don't get that. Mm-hmm. And and it's everything else. It's the people the walking by to talk yeah. to you. It's the it's the wind blowing your campus off. It's it's you know it's everything about it that it, that you just can't get. So I stop taking pictures, and I'm just working solely on the spot. And if I do look at a photograph, it's only for a reference. It's okay. like okay, I just want to get a better view of what that looked like real quick. I'll turn it on and then I'll turn off my phone. Yeah. Okay. What's the secret? You said you had a secret for staging the painting as it's done oh no 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 that's not a secret that's a warning okay a that, warning that's a warning oh, okay. to people. yeah um, if you're out there and you're taking pictures of your, your beautiful painting yeah most of the time i drop a painting or screw up a painting it's to take a foolish picture on instagram or something like that <laughs> and i'll take my whole ease and oh. i'll turn it towards the sun oh, yeah. and all of a sudden oh my god and the painting falls over in the grass or something like that and i turn around and people like just you can tell people like what a jerk you know, and I'm like, look, all to get a, a picture. This you know, it's, it's so ridiculous. It's so vain. It's like, are you just doing this I with see, a picture? I see. But um, yeah, so definitely like forget the picture. Just paint. You know, nice. just get the paint done. If you have a moment to take a nice picture, do it. But don't don't stress over how your, your painting is going to look on Instagram or Facebook uh, or this or that. It's 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 only going to bring you problems. So, um, yeah, but as far as technical stuff, um I, I think composition is, is, is key. You have to have the composition. Yeah. So I'm always searching for that right composition. It might mm-hmm. be off a few elements. Like I've learned that you don't have to paint exactly what you see. Like mm-hmm. that's a big thing. It was, it was that transition. Like, Oh, I have to, it has to look exactly like what it is, right, you know? Right. And then, um, that's you know, these guys nice. like, you know, uh, Stapleton currents, I've been mm-hmm. reading his stuff and he's amazing. New England artist. Mm-hmm. And, uh, he's someone that I like to paint with in the future, but, um, you know, he's like, it's okay. You can move elements around. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, it doesn't have to look exactly. You're doing a painting. You're not. You're not taking a exactly. photograph. Exactly. Yeah. You know? and, and it's that, so freeing. It is, and right? I'm like, oh, I get it now. And I'm starting to like, okay, I'll move that a little bit because, you know, I'd stand there and be like, that lamp is in my way, but I don't know how to get <laughs> away from it. You know, and and like, okay, well, you just take it out, dummy. You know. I love it. And like, you know, if you paint exactly what you see, that's great too. There's, there's artists out there that paint. Sure. It looks like a photograph, and it's unbelievable. I can't yeah. do that. Yeah. Um, so, so who have you studied with? Um, well, aside from my, my, my <clears throat> the only academic training I've had was through um, college. Okay. And uh, I had a professor there, Jan, uh, James Zhang. He was my watercolor oil painter teacher. Mm. Great guy. And, uh, you know, he got me started. 
Um, but then, you know, after 20 years, you got to relearn all this stuff. So I'm just like going on YouTube, looking at other artists. And uh, <clears throat> more recently, I've decided to start taking workshops. And I realized yeah. that if you want to get to that next level, you have to take workshops with guys that are professional. So but, you've done a um, Most recently, um, TM Nicholas. Oh, yeah. I, oh, I know. And that. he is just awesome. Yeah. Unbelievable. And I, and I tell you, one weekend painting with him, and it's and it's probably like, don't go to school. But don't bother wasting four years of college yeah. when you can... You can get one on one with with wow. a painter, a real painter, and learn. You know, this college has its has its its, its points. You know, sure. I mean, it's definitely. You know, I'm not saying don't go to college. You, right. it, it, I am who I am today because I went to college. I'm more well rounded. Right. But it's term, in terms of technical stuff, and you want to learn painting right now today, landscape painting, then go mm-hmm. out and take a workshop. Mm-hmm. You know, there's lots of guys out there. And mm-hmm. I know Todd Benita's doing stuff. You know, Tom Hughes. All these guys are just amazing. Yeah. And, I mean you're not going to get a better education than just watching them work every day. And when you go to a workshop, don't just be like, oh, I'm going to go off and paint. And you're going to look at my work and say how great it is. You just you <laughs> keep your mouth shut and you focus on that guy and yeah. you watch them. And that's what I did. And like, I just spent two days of just saying, Oh, okay. Uh, I see. That's how I do it. And then he come over and say, you know what I'm doing wrong. I'm like, I had two paintings I did in Gloucester probably one of the better paintings I've done because he, he coached me on it. He said, ah, no, don't do that. Don't do that. I remember that there was a boat in the painting. And it was like a cruise liner. Just tastefully, it didn't look like it, it shouldn't be there. Okay. You know, and I was I was obsessed with it. And he's like, yeah, just get rid of that. I'm like, yeah, just get rid of it. What an idiot. Why not think of that? You know, so I mean, if you wanna if you wanna be in your certain niche, you know, whether landscape painting or abstract painting, then find people that are um, that do what you do and uh, and and go after them, you know. Um, so give us before we go your best technical nugget. For outdoor painting, oh, technical one. What has helped you? Well, it's it's being a being efficient. If you're going to go plein air painting, yeah, you got to narrow down, you know, your work your work process. You got to narrow down your equipment, and uh, so I think being efficient in that helps a lot, especially if you're going trekking into the woods. Sure. Um, if you're doing if, if you're going anywhere remote, you really need to have be narrowed down. You don't want to be out of breath. You don't want to be, mm. you know. Um, so I, I'd say that has to be number one, and. Um, it's to do it, just to get out there and yeah. do it. And that's right. the only way you right. learn technically. <laughs> the only way you're going to learn what you need or what you don't need is by saying, okay, that was great today, but you know what? My, my easel just kept falling off. I had a, I need a clamp to hold my painting up because, of, you know, you just learn that along the way. Yeah. You know, it's a process. So, yeah. you know, it's not going to happen overnight, but that's probably number one. Uh, technically, I don't know. I don't really have any good nuggets. I, I'd say that when I'm, when I'm looking for a composition, mm-hmm. I use the end of my brush. Like people break out, you know, they, they break out that little viewfinder yeah. and they're all looking at this and that. And I just go at it. Like I look at a scene, I'll, I say, that's the composition I want. Okay. And I'll hold my arm at, at, at I'll hold my brush at arm's length, right. the tip of the brush, the end of the brush, you know, yeah. the, the part that doesn't have the bristles. Yeah. And I'll hold it with my thumb and I'll measure everything off that tip okay. and then I'll bring it back to my eye right yep. in front of the painting and lo and behold if you just hold it out and then mm-hmm. hold it back you can use that as a measuring tool yeah. and I'll just say oh okay well that that roof is that long and boom I, I put a dot and a dot and then it, the oceans the horizons here and I, and I measure that so I get a quick like literally five minutes I can have a layout of what that composition is and get it close to you know it's not dead on but mm-hmm. that's not the look I'm going for mm-hmm. um, but you can get a ballpark without having to you know, fret over because you get to step back from it and make sure it's right. You know, but um, a lot of the times, you know, people worry about well, that that angle doesn't look right. That's not quite right. 
you know, it helps a lot by just, I, I think that's yeah. your biggest, your Same, eye and, yeah. you know, learning to see is, is mm -hmm. huge. And I think that, you know, technically you don't have to have the best pain. You don't have to, you know, don't get bogged down and, oh, I got to, you know, you know, I got to have this boutique paint. I have to have this canvas. So I'm not going to go out unless I have all the I perfect know. and be all right. set up and right. then get out there and you're like, oh, I have all this perfect <laughs> stuff. And you just go paint. And then when you, you plan on selling it, yeah, you're going to want better paint, you know, and then buy better. I go to Michael's and I buy, I wait till it's 50% off sure. and I buy the, yeah, yeah. the cobalts, the titaniums, yeah. or, you know, when I'm, when it's 50% I've off. I've been known to go in twice. And of course, who doesn't? That's how you, <laughs> that's how you score. Or I'll play dumb. I'll be like, oh, is there a sale today? I thought there was 50% off. Or, you know, but anyway, you know, just, just don't sweat all the technical stuff. Just get out there and, and, and feel it and do it. You know, that's, that's my best advice. Well, I, I really do. I appreciate your advice too, especially about the kind of just weaning into it you know get out there yeah i tell you more. you know again like you know um anxiety is huge and mm -hmm. being self-conscious and it's the same thing if you know i get stage fright mm -hmm. and uh i really do and like that to me is a nightmare public speaking and i'd rather be out in the woods in the middle of nowhere with yeah. my stuff painted yeah. than accepting an art award if i'm up there like in front of people accepting an award <laughs> i'd rather just i don't care about the awards like forget it just send it to me i don't whatever celebrate you know that to me that to me is an award when it sells yeah you know it's a better feeling i'll tell you what i've won blue ribbons and i've sold paintings it's way better feeling when someone makes that connection with you and wants to buy your work right. i'm still in i'm thinking about after do i want to paint you know downtown here with all the people going by and asking me questions or do mm -hmm. i want to be a little more quiet and it's just what i'm in the mood for but I'll now i'm not held back locations. <laughs> yeah, I, I want all the secrets i want to know where it is that's right but um yeah, you just if you have any fear out there, just you gotta you gotta get over it. You gotta force yourself to do it because mm. we're all the same. We're all introverts. We're all ours. Mm. You know. Okay, so tell us where everybody can find you. Uh sure. So I'm mostly active on Instagram, and when I do a painting, I publish it right to Instagram that that okay. evening usually. So uh, I would say Instagram's number one, and that's at Mike McLean Fine Art. Okay. And you can, you don't have to have the app. You can just go on the computer um, and yeah. Instagram.com slash Mike McLean Fine Art. And that's okay. uh, M-A-C-L-E-A-N. Um, otherwise, it's uh, my website's www.MikeMcLeanFineArt.com. And I do sell uh, paintings through my website. I right. I have to upload more, but it's a work in progress. I you thought know, it was is. a little sparse. I'm yeah, like, it is. It's big time sparse. I'm like, that. just call. If you want a painting and you like it, just text me. You know, and I'll sell it to you. <laughs> but, um, yeah. yeah, so that's my website. And... Uh, and those are the two main, I'm not really on Facebook, so I do post to Facebook through Instagram. So if you try and contact me through Facebook and I don't get back to you right away, don't yeah. feel hurt. Okay. Um, I'm just not active on it. So, okay. but yeah, that's Great. how to do it. Okay. Well, thank you so much. I appreciate you coming up from Chumsford today. For thank you so much. And this is amazing. Definitely look forward to seeing where your car goes because it's going. It's very thank exciting. Thank you very much. I, I really appreciate this opportunity and uh, I love what you do and I think the only thing I'm going to regret about this is that I won't be able to listen to the next podcast because it's <laughs> yes, me. Yes, you will. <laughs> I won't. No, I do not. I, I'm like, oh, I can't listen. This is this is my podcast, you know? Screw that. Oh. I'll listen to somebody else's for the second time or something Have like that. Have your wife listen. And then she'll say, <laughs> yeah, right. Oh, you did great. Oh, of course. Of course. Yeah. I'll be like, ah, whatever. You know, but. Uh, All right. I well, really have a great day you. out there. Thank painting. you so much. All right. Bye. If you found inspiration from today's show, make sure you are subscribed to the podcast and share it with a friend or two on social media. Also, take a moment to write a quick review on iTunes or share your takeaways from today's show on artistsofnewengland.com under today's episode. And while you're there, you'll find links to the topics mentioned in today's show 
And don't forget to peruse the growing library of podcasts and resources. Thanks for listening. You got beauty to share with the world that no other human has. So get in the ring and pick up that brush.